Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so thrilled today to be talking about Apple TV Plus's Shining Girls. We are joined today by Elizabeth Moss, who plays Kirby in the series, as well as being an executive producer and director of episodes five and seven, as well as Wagner Mora, who plays the wonderful Dan in the series. And, and Wagner, I wanted to start by talking about a lot of your experience that you really bought into this character, because you trained and worked in journalism at the beginning of your career, which I thought was so wonderful with all of the elements that you brought into Dan as a character, but you also did a lot of extensive research even beyond your own knowledge that you came to the table with and talking to a lot of your friends that you trained and worked alongside back in the day, um, you know, and even talking to Robert Hergeth, who is a writer for the Chicago Sun-Times, who does a column there. And I was interested, you know, particularly talking to someone like him, how that helped to shape and form Dan as a character, because that is a journalist who's writing a column, really focusing in on stories in a very specific way, and also looking at the time period of the 90s yeah that's great that you mentioned bob because he was so helpful and i i graduated as a journalist and i worked as a journalist for you know in the beginning of my career i was working both like i was doing working on stage at night and then during the day i was going to the newspaper and work, working as a journalist but i was like very young and the, the kind of uh, journalism that dan does is like he's an investigative journalist like which is like those kind of journalists that work like in uh two three stories per year you know so they these guys really they they really take their time in what they're doing so it was very important for me to meet bob and he was so generous he's an amazing journalist he's one of the best journalists uh working i think uh uh in the U.S., and he is a, a, Chicago, a Chicago sometimes a investigative a journalist. So he was um, he took me to the to the newsroom. He was there with me all the time. He was like telling me how he worked, um, you know, how he did his thing, and and uh, so that was very very important. It's a very different kind of uh, of, of a journalist. It is. And, and, you know, with you, Elizabeth, as well, I know that you've mentioned that one of the challenges of the show was with all of the time jumps happening, really finding what's going to be the different response and the unique aspect emotionally for Kirby in every single one of those instances. And, you know, through the episodes, we got to learn how many times she's gone through this experience. So we really understand and hone in on the details that you bought of how she reads information around her, how she pieces it together from other moments where maybe she's been in a similar or the same time period. And so how did you feel like you kind of solved the answer of that challenge for yourself in making sure that those instances always felt very different in terms of the emotional response that you brought into Kirby. Yeah, um, I mean, I I always feel like as the the heroine of the of the show, it's my job to take the audience through the story. Um, in a lot of ways, I I am them, right? So it's my job to teach them sort of what's going on and to, and then take them to the next step and the next step and the next step. So I, I kind of use that as a, as a guiding principle. So the first kind of few times things change or things happen, you're allowed to be more surprised because as, as the audience, you're surprised as the audience, you're still absorbing it. But by episode five, you don't want to be doing that anymore because the audience doesn't, you know, the audience is now used to this. So you can't keep, being surprised because the audience is no longer surprised. You have to do other things now. So I try to just kind of take them through the story as they are experiencing it. And um, by the time we get to episodes four and five and seven, it's not about the fact that things are shifting anymore. It's about why, and it's about the relationship with Dan 
and them, them trying to figure out what's going on, which again, is just a parallel for what's happening with the audience. The audience is no longer just surprised and observing that something has changed in the room. Now the audience is like, okay, cool. We got that. We're over that. We're trying to figure out why and who's doing it and what is this connection to to Harper yeah and I love that we get that moment towards the end of the season to see Dan in a time jump as well where we get to see who he was maybe a few years ago in in a little bit more of the before space before that dynamic with Kirby and yet that connectivity between the two of them is still there on an emotional level he's still intrigued and kind of drawn into her and so for you Wagner like how how was that in terms of figuring out based on all the information you had in all the scripts leading up to that point, you know, finding and cementing who he was going to be at that particular time period when you got to play that time jump, um, you know, and in particular, like, what is it that connects him differently or the same at that point to Kirby? It's uh, well, first of all, I think for me, it was the, 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 um, the relationship between Dan and Kirby was the, the thing that I was like, this is what this character should be about, you know, because the, uh, the, the, the journalism, uh, which is a great part of it, uh, and the, the, his uh, his issues, his struggles, like the alcoholism, his relationship with this kid, I love all that. But I think that the core of for the audience of who this guy is is shown by his relationship with Kirby, and because he we understand a lot of who Dan is because of that. Like they are two uh, very wounded. Uh, Characters, they and and I love the fact that they recognize in each other something that they both have. Uh, uh, Dan is also trying to, you know, regain his power. You know, he's trying to come back. So in the in the beginning, his relationship with Kirby is like this is it's about the story. You know, this this story is gonna bring me like professionally to the place that I that I have to be. But then there was something about this woman. Yeah, and I and I love this in this script. There, there, there's something about her that he's like, he doesn't know he, he doesn't quite know what it is, but he he it's uh, he, he fascinates him, and there is something about her, and uh, and uh, and I love the idea of the different uh, the parallel uh, universes and uh, where they, I, I think that scene is beautiful actually because he he uh, technically he doesn't he haven't hasn't met her he doesn't know who she is but there is something there that you know that's above that's that goes beyond the, uh, that you know and i and i love when he says like i i know you <laughs> it's it's uh, it's beautiful so i didn't have to i i only had to uh uh um think about I mean we shot this i think this was this was one of the last scenes that we shot so the only thing i had to think about was the journey of this character to this point, which is completely connected to this woman. So it was, it was easy and, and lovely. And also too, my relationship with Lizzie, because I really like her, I, I love her. I, I, I had this, uh, uh, this uh, I, I, I don't feel, I can't stop saying this because it's true. It's, uh, it's the age that I'm 45 years old. To find someone that you really connect with, like both professionally and, and, and personally, it's, it's a great thing. So, and I think that uh, acting is, everything is very mixed, you know, for me at least, you know, I think that what I feel is completely mixed with what the character is, is feeling. So when I was saying this thing to Kirby, I was thinking about Lizzie too and how much I, 
I care about her and, and the connection that I think we have. I mean, I think you're so Thank right you, that <laughs> that central relationship between the two of them is so much the heart of the show and, and really kind of pulls the audience in in a very specific way. And I also love the way that the two of you are go, you know, you have these characters going through these journeys and they find these little kind of quiet ways to open themselves up more and more to each other and, and developed this real space of trust, you know, to the point where when Kirby tells Dan about the time jumps, he doesn't respond kind of in shock, in awe. It's like his very inquisitive questions and he's interested in what that's like for her and what the experience is. And he completely cements his trust in what she's telling him to be the truth. And I was interested for both of you in how you kind of really calibrated your performances and your characters alongside each other in finding that journey with a lot of the parallels, you know, as he starts to trust her more, she starts to trust him more. It's they're never out of sync in terms of that journey together. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I echo what you said, Vogue, you know, I'm 30, 39, and we've both worked for a very long time and on many different things. And it's really unusual. We have very different backgrounds. And it's really unusual to find somebody that you connect with the way that I feel like Vogue and I have connected as friends and, and as collaborators. It's uh, it's rare, you know, you to meet somebody, you be like, for whatever reason, I see you, I like who you are, we're the same kind of person in a lot of ways. And we both sort of, we, we, we fell into this friendship love because it's just, there's this, there's something about uh, Vogue that is just so special and so um, just kind of valuable. I think as an actor, working with him as a, as a director, just to speak to kind of what you were saying, there, there is a real overlap and a real parallel between Dan and Curbing, between Lizzie and, and Vogue as, you know, because Dan never really questions, I mean, he questions Kirby, but he doesn't ever think she's crazy. He doesn't ever think that he has questions for sure and he wants to know more, but he never thinks this woman is like he, and it was a similar thing with, with, with Vogue and I as, as actors and as, as a director and actor, he never, we never questioned each other. We, we never thought each other was crazy for wanting to try something nuts. You know, we never thought that there was a place that we could go to that was too far. In fact, let's definitely go there, right? Let's go all the way, even if it's crazy. And there's just that amount of trust that Vogue and I found together is exactly what Dan and, and Kirby find. And I think that when we approached these scripts for the first time, I didn't realize the, the power of the Dan and Kirby relationship and how interesting that was going to be and how interesting that was going to be to watch. And because of what Vogue and I have, there was some rewriting that was kind of happening along the way of going, well, here are these two people that are really connecting and there's a lot of chemistry there. Let's lean into that. Let's, let's, let's make their relationship even deeper. And um, that's a beautiful thing when that happens and it doesn't always happen. And for you, Wagner? It's, it, absolutely. And, and, and talking about uh, Lizzie as a director, too, it's like what she just said is exactly right. I, I, uh, I, I love, I mean, for me, uh, the best directors are the directors that you feel that you can just, that you're not being judged, that they don't, they, they trust you. So maybe what, you, what you're going to do is not right. Maybe it's not the right thing to do. Maybe it's, it's going to be like, even like, 
not good. <laughs> but, but I love the fact that she didn't care. She was like, like, just try it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And when you, you know, when you feel what an actor wants to, an actor wants to be free. I think that's the ultimate thing that you want to be. You know, you want, you don't want to feel that you are in a set and, and you're like, oh, I have to nail this. I have to do it right. I have to, you don't want that. You don't want to, you want to be like, let's have fun. Let's like, uh, I was watching the Beatles documentary and I was the thing that amazed me more was like the amount of fun that these guys were having, you know, mm -hmm. despite of everything. And they didn't lose that, that, that. So with, with Lizzie, and that's, again, that's not a common thing. I mean, unfortunately. You know, like with Lisa, I felt like I can do whatever I want <laughs> and it's going to be great you know, and we're going to have fun. And she's going to, and I love like after a scene, she would come out, like, yeah, more. And I was like thinking like, this, this, was, this was a little too much. You know, I'm Latino, I'm Brazilian. But I tend to go like, wow, too much. And she was like, no, 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 let's go, let's go, let's go, let's do it more. And then, of course, she took care of it in the editing room. But uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but there are moments in the show that that came from you doing more, right? Like you know, in the office when you when you finally yell at Abby in episode Abby, seven, yeah. right? Like that that I don't know if we would have gotten there if you hadn't just kept going, you know, uh, go all the way. We did that several times, and it was yeah. messy, and you you went out and came back in, and went out and came back in, and. And that's in the show. Like, so sometimes yeah. that, that thing that you think is, this is going to be too much. I, I just don't think there's any right or wrong in acting. It's about the process, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and that was, um, that was great. <laughs> more Brazilian. What more Brazilian. <laughs> that I love really that. Fun. And, you know, in looking at, obviously there's a huge central theme in the show about memory as well. You know, memory and trauma are kind of like the two big overriding themes that keep coming back for both of your characters in different ways. You know, for Dan as well, it's, there's a lot of pockets in his memory from his alcoholism, chunks of time and things that he doesn't remember. And I thought one of the beautiful complexities that you both bring to your performances is that there's moments where things feel linear to them and things moments where they don't because of that idea of of trauma and grief and memory and the way that we don't process things in a linear fashion um and I felt like you both really brought to the table not just what's happening within the scene but you know what happened to them five months ago five minutes ago a few years ago that might feed into some of the emotional complexity of this scene and so how did you both approach going into scenes knowing that it wasn't just about the text in that moment but it really was every single holistic experience that's happened to this character and what might come to the foreground Hmm. Um, I mean, I think that's always kind of your job, right? I mean, it's always your job to think about what happened five minutes ago and what happened five months ago. Um, I think that's the, this, the last scene with Dan and Kirby at the bar is, is, one of, is possibly my favorite scene in the whole series um, because of that reason, because it was it would it was allowing me to take everything that I knew about this man, everything that I had learned about this man, and take it into this future moment that is now my present and is his past. And that to me was just such a wonderful, amazing, cool concept that you could meet somebody and know them and know who they are and know more about them 
than than they know about you and you take all of that information into the scene it's just to me that I want I want more of those scenes like those scenes are so interesting to me you know um so yeah I guess that's just oh, I don't know Bog what do you think I mean I think you're always trying to do that right absolutely yeah you have to take care of that but I think that this uh, the memory is also a very important thing in this series or the lack of, and, and it's also a, uh, another thing that connects these two characters. You know, they both have memory issues. Uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, uh, and, 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 and it's beautiful that this last scene is about memory. Mm-hmm. It's about, do you remember me? And I, mm-hmm. I kind of do, <laughs> but I haven't mm-hmm. met you. And which is it sort of uh, f- closes a, a cycle in the, in, of the entire relationship of these characters and, and what this uh, series is also about. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of great detailing that you both bring in in terms of the physicality and the way that you use that to express a lot of the internal aspects of character as well. You know, for for you, Lizzie, obviously, you know, when we first meet Kirby in those first couple of episodes, she's very insular. She's kind of trying to hide herself from the world. And then as she reclaims more more parts of herself, you know, it goes from, I don't even want anybody to know about my trauma to feeling comfortable wearing a shirt where people can see the beginning of the scar in her chest from the attack and, and, you know, having much more confidence in terms of her body language and, you know, Wagner, you've got that that kind of brown corduroy jacket where you really kind of use the pockets to kind of lean into because he's also trying to hide himself from the world in a certain way. And through helping Kirby find her voice, he kind of physically comes out of himself a bit more. And so how did you how did you want to approach the physical side of how you can use that to tell so much of the internal story as well? I mean, I think Bog and I are both very similar in the fact that we're very physical actors. Um, we do like using our bodies. Um, we use we use our bodies and our hands in real life, and, and I think we use our bodies when we're acting as well. You know, we like to move around, we like to get into it, we like to come together and come apart physically. And you know, there were many times when certain data would have to be like, move apart, move apart, because we would just be like in each other's faces all the time. You know, um, so we're very physical actors, and and I think that. Um, Bog has a wonderful, alive, electric, physical energy that is so exciting to watch and so exciting to mine. And when he's, if I can speak about your character, <laughs> when when Dan is holding that in, when he's shoving his hands into his pockets, when he's holding in all of that electricity and energy, it's incredibly exciting to watch because you just are wondering when it's going to burst out of that shell you know yeah yeah i've i totally i mean i'm i'm we're both very physical actors for sure i think that i think that uh uh it's uh when i i was this war film that i was doing now it's a civil war it's this alex garland's film and you know a lot of scenes were like you were running around and like so for me, it was, it's always, it always about the, how your body, your body is going to give you an information that you would never act that if you, the body's already given you that thing, you know, so I'm always like moving myself, jumping and or whatever the, 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 depending on what the scene is requiring, you know, I think that it, it, for me, when it comes from the body, it's another, it's it also because it wakes me up. 
you know, it's my whole just electricity. I, I feel that. And I love the fact that uh, when, when we were trying the, um, the wardrobe, the outfits, though, the, and when I got that, that jacket, it was like this. When I could put my hands, it's like he wears that as an armor. An armor? Is it the right uh, word? Yeah. As armor, yeah. Like an, yeah, like something that he feels protected, but it's also like, like Lizzie, what Lizzie said, it's like when you see him in the bar, first thing that he does is throw that thing, that jacket, like someplace else, because then it's like, bah! you know, the explosion of all that thing that it's, that it's contained throughout the entire. Uh, uh, so that's all, that's all, all coming from, from, from physicality. And, 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 and what Lizzie does in this series is like, it's kind of very, it's kind of amazing in terms of physicality, because you see Kirby in the first episode with that, you know, rolling that, that the, the, the little cart, cart in, the, in, in, the, in, the, in the newsroom. It's like, it's, and you see her in episode eight, you know, with her shoulders like this, the way she, she moves and she, the confidence where she says things, things. it's like, uh, it's, <laughs> she's great. it's it's you can see it right like you can see the 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 body of the character changing with what's going on emotionally with 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 her yeah absolutely you know and and kind of talking about a couple of specific scenes for you both as well elizabeth i want to talk about the the scene that is in the show and later in the season where we do see the we do see the moment of the attack and we get to see that instance because that was also in an episode that you were directing and how did you and and silka louisa the creator and showrunner of the series talk about the way that you wanted to film that because i thought it was so interesting that like the rest of the show it's not about that moment in itself but the repercussions the moments before the moments after you know so we see your character kind of get pushed down onto the ground and then we cut to the moment at the end of it but there's so many details that already feel familiar from the ways that she's described everything you know when he says any words to her we already know that those words have been spoken to her and so how did you Mm -hmm. kind of determine alongside Silka how much you wanted to show the audience how much you wanted to pull us back and even just that incredibly tight framing that you wanted to create that intimacy with Mm -hmm. um yeah uh that was, it was very important to Silka and I. We had a lot of conversations about violence in the show and it was really important to the both of us to not be, um, not be disrespectful about the violence, but at the same time be real about it. Uh, so I felt that the, the best way to do that was going to be to show the attack as much as possible from her point of view. Um, So to just really be with her, to really be on her face, to have the sound go out, to to have it sound like what it may have sounded like for her. Um, She, throughout the season before episode seven, she's she's described this attack many times. So in little bits and pieces. So I, I was able to go through and find all the times that she described what had happened. This, person walking by, the thing that he said, the da, 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 how it came out of nowhere, like all of these things and put them all together. So we had the, what the actual attack was mapped out. But I just, I really wanted to feel like you were experiencing it with her and it didn't matter 
that, you know, at this point, you know what he does to the women, you know, the slash, you don't need to see it. She doesn't see his face. So neither should we. Um, I think in my, I think in my director's cut, it went on for a little bit longer, but uh, as director's cuts do. Um, but I just, I really, that was really important to me to just have as much, as much of it be in her point of view as possible. And I felt like that was honoring the attack and honoring the violence of it, but without being gratuitous. Mm-hmm. And in fact, no, for you, one of the scenes that I was interested in hearing a little bit about for your character is the moment where he's he's drunk in the bar, because there's a lot of moments where we see Sam, Dan very much kind of living in a lot of that sadness and a lot of that grief that he feels. And that's a moment where we get to see a different side where he's he's still experiencing it, but he's really trying to push through it and just find an escapism for it. And so I thought you really captured a different element that we got to see in that moment. And again, going back to everything that you were saying about the physicality, it's it's he's literally trying to like shake it out of his body, it feels like in that moment as well and so how did you come up with a lot of the choices that you made for that particular moment and what it meant for him yeah i think that emotionally is exactly what we what we, we were talking about before is like when you know he l- really lets everything that everything that's been held goes you know he this is the, the this his escape route everything goes out so it's the bomb like uh exploding uh, uh and and again, there's this thing that I do. For example, when I'm talking about the, the physicality of it all, I like to play like drunk. I think this is all the actors would agree. This is a very hard thing to do. So what I do is like I spin, you know, I spin. I was I, I start to spin, spin, spin. So I get really dizzy. <laughs> so when, by the time they say action, I'm already like. So it com- comes from a, a, a physical experience in, in, instead of me like trying to pretend that I'm, that I'm drunk. My body is really like already reacting to that physical experience of, you know, sometimes I do push-ups. So it's, it, it was all, that was, I, when I finished that scene, uh, I was exhausted because it was a very physical and, and of course an emotion too, but it was a very physical uh, uh, ex- experience. That day, and I really like that scene. I I I, I like the way it was shot. I love the way and Bonnie, the the the, the DP of that episode, who I absolutely love. Uh, uh, she was hand held hand holding the camera with me in many of of, of uh, parts of that scene, which I love. I always love. Lizzie loves that too. I love like to work with. Uh, and handheld with with, a, with with the with the camera close to me, and if I go this way, the guy would, you know. So it's you establish a connection with the camera, <clears throat> which you don't have when the camera is steady. And uh, and I lo- I love the energy of that scene, and I think that's a very important scene to know who Dan um, who Dan really is. Absolutely, you know, and and in talking a little bit about spoiler territory towards the end of of the season of the show, you know, obviously both of your characters have these interactions with Jamie Bell's character Harper towards the end in in different ways, and and for you, Wagner, I was interested in in the filming of the scene where he's attacked by Harper and where he dies because we also have that intricate detail of we see him taking something from Harper's pocket and putting it yeah. in his own pocket 
as kind of a lead for Kirby before she even knows that to be true, even though she's been our window into a lot of the details up until that point. Um, was that something that was always in the scripts and, and what, what came in with the intricacies of making sure that you got all of the visual details that the audience needed of, you know, this is Dan's last moment, but everything that he's doing is about leaving something for Kirby. I don't remember. Was this always in the script, Lizzie? This, the I was just, I was just trying to remember myself. I feel like it wasn't in the script, right? Because yeah. I, yeah, I think it was something that was written because, because eight wasn't written yet when we were, I think, shooting, what prepping seven. And then I think when eight came out, there was like the wallet and we were, and we were like, oh shit. We need to put that scene with the scene. So we take, yeah. And so I think it wasn't originally. Yeah. In it. And I think it, there was one shot. We just did one shot of you taking it out. Yeah, and, wallet, yeah. 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 Exactly. Thank God we yeah. did because it's in the show. Uh, it's interesting because all my scenes with Jamie, uh, uh, with the exception of this last one, I'm drunk. So I meet him in, a, in, a, in front of Julia Medical's house. I'm drunk and then I meet him again on, on the subway station and I'm very, very drunk. And uh, uh, which are like, again, hard scenes to play. But I, I'm just now, it was so, it was awesome to work with Jamie. He, he's a, such a great, I remember there was, there was this day where we were shooting in a subway and there's a real uh, uh, train was coming and I was supposed to like go forward and he would hang me like, hold, like sort of don't, it would, we, we have to think that he's pushing me, but he's just hang, he actually saves me from, from the, uh, and I was thinking and I, and I told him, it's so amazing this, what we do and the, and the, and the trust and that there is among actors, like the trust that there is so, sort of same thing that, there, there are, that happens among stunts, <laughs> I think, you know, but when you are in a scene with an actor and when you're really there with, with, with this person, the trust is so absolute, so complete that I was like, if Jamie Bell doesn't <laughs> hold my shirt, this train is going to kill me. Because I'm doing this just drunk thing, like going forward. And I really do it. And I told him, Jamie, if you don't, and, and I just said, this is so great because I, I have no doubt that he's going to do this. You know, I, I, I never felt that, you know, oh, man, oh, my dude, you better. No, it was like, I was completely sure. And I, and I think that this is a beautiful thing. And what, okay, I'm, I'm talking about something else. The, the last scene in, uh, where, he, where he kills me, was a, I remember there was that was kind of a big day for Lizzie too because it was a very important scene for her to 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 direct and we we took our time with, with that scene in the in in the final cut of the scene is shorter than the amount of things that we shot because we were like fighting and all that I was punching him and you guys decided to which I think it was made it more like uh, unexpected. When he when he sticks the knife on on, on Dan, you go like oh, <clears throat> with the with the with the fight, you gotta oh, this is you, you kind of think this is not gonna go well at some point, right? I think that that was kind of weird. This is, but the fight was just remembering the, the fighting thing was kind of cool also because you, you I remember you have this beautiful shot of the two of us like 
colliding against each other that is kind of in the trailer or in yeah. some trailer. <laughs> Yeah, and then, yeah, and then, yeah, and then it's yeah, it's a, it's in it's it's in the trailer. Like it's on every single trailer. It was the most beautiful shot. And if I'm being totally honest, I miss it so much. It wasn't my choice to to take it out. It was um, right? It's gorgeous. Like, yeah. Wide shot of uh, yeah, yeah. But you're right. The the discussion that was had was there was a there was a, a need to have it be quick and over to have it be boom down stab you're down that's it and there was that that was kind of a need that was expressed to just have it like over my version of it <laughs> was an opera you know my version yeah. of it was like just it was an opera it was huge yeah. and it was like you guys were almost like do you remember like you guys yeah were like, we were holding each other you were Almost holding like was, sexy. Yeah. There was something, there was something very <laughs> sexual about it, which I was really pushing. I was like, yeah. I was like, I want you to touch each other and almost be like, yeah. are they making love or, or is he killing yeah. him? It was, it was very operatic and um quite very different good. than what's than what's in the uh in the cut in the cut now. But these two were incredible, Vogue and, and Jamie, because it was a very physical scene. It was much longer than what's in the show. And they just did it over and over and over again. And there was no way for them to do it at 50%. There was no way for them to do it any other way than full out. And they just threw their bodies at each other every single time. And it was very, very physical. And then acting like you're dying is not easy. And, and Vine was just doing it every single time. It was very, um, it, was a def- it was a tough day, but it was very impressive. Yeah. I mean, I think I even like rewound that scene a couple of times because I just wasn't prepared and ready for, for what was happening in that moment. Um, you know, and for you, Lizzie, as well, I was interested in some of the intricacies in terms of that confrontation scene with her and Harper at the end, because it's a real physical use of the space in that house and kind of going into all of the different corners. And it's this moment where she's really regaining control, but also it's very realistic. It's not, you know, she doesn't conquer him straight away. She doesn't manage to get him straight away. There's a lot of back and forth between the two characters and th- so there's a real narrative thread that weaves between these two characters in that moment versus it being just about the physical confrontation between the two of them and so was that something where you know it, it kind of like came out in the show as it was filmed or were there other things that you guys were trying and filming and then figuring out some of it in the edit as well um as always a combination right it was um it was a really tough scene Dana directed it beautifully um, but very tough scene because of all the beats of it, because of, you know, I was so happy it wasn't me that had to direct that scene <laughs> because, you know, you had to do all this crazy, complicated stuff like like I'm lifting the lamp. But then the then you got to cover the stunt double lifting the lamp and then you got to hit real Jamie. But then you also got to put the stunt double in and have this. It was just like this this mad kind of night of shooting of having and it was so technical and really it was tough um Jay, I mean Jamie is like oh my god I mean he's you know one of he's also an incredibly physical actor um and so he was giving everything he had and I was giving everything I had and it was um it was definitely not uh, the easiest night of shooting but but that was mainly because it was just so complicated to to make everything work and to sell all of those moments 
Yeah. I mean, both of those scenes for, for you came together so beautifully. And I really, really loved watching both of your performances throughout the first season. I think there's so many complexities and intricacies that you've brought to these characters and I love their dynamic together. So thank you so much to both of you for talking about it. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really nice.